Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordenverse. Welcome to the Dan Snacker, my name's Joe, I'll be your server today. The specials on the menu are... Chapters 21 to 22 of the And if you just have a seat right over here, we'll be right with you. Joe's got a drink in her. I've got a drink in her. This is a damn snack. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to do a drunk episode one of these days, and it's only episode nine. See, this is the problem: is show <laughs> up drunk to every, every episode. Every a drunk episode. <laughs> every episode is a drunk episode. For Joe, at least. <laughs> For Joe, at least. You gotta get me fucking plastered, and then you'll just have to edit it all out because it'll oh, just God, come out. Won't as... that be a challenge? <laughs> You're trying to find content like you can actually understand because I'm just here, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> That's all you'll hear. It's really bad. All right, welcome to episode nine. Our title mashup today is "A True Prophecy Is Settled." Guys, I had so much trouble with this one because both <laughs> chapters basically are the same, same. title. <laughs> My vote was to just call it. Prophecy. <laughs> like, that just sounds easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're working what we're working with here, so yeah. it's just about as good as it gets. Okay, never takes my suggestion. <laughs> it's not true! <laughs> oh my god. Being called out here and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get right into chapter 21, I Settle a Prophecy. The second last chapter. Second Guys, last this chapter. is the last chapter, this is the last episode of... The Lightning Thief! Yeah, we're, we're very to, excited. We're about to move on, guys. Ooh. And it hasn't really been all that long. Like, it hasn't taken no. us all that long. We've gone through this pretty quickly. It's it feels quick. like that for us because we've recorded a whole bunch of episodes, one after the other after the other. Yeah. I mean, it's going to feel like a normal season-ish yeah. when it comes out. Like, it'll feel like ten weeks worth of content because that's what it will have been, but for us it's more like four weeks worth of content. Yeah, all just compacted into this time. Yeah, bit. I mean... We, we are very ahead of schedule. <laughs> we are. And I mean, it's, I feel like it's better for us that way because we both get into like a state of, oh, I don't really want to record this Because we week. are both so good at procrastinating. It's better for us to have a cushion than not a cushion. Yeah, but <laughs> to have a cushion, it's sort of like, oh, fuck, it's due tomorrow. Okay. Well, before I jump in... Well, <laughs> before I jump into uh, the... <laughs> See, this is the difference between us. You're like a very, if it's not the due date, it's not the due date. And I'm very much a Almost. Day. I mean, I give myself a cushion of like three days. I'm Whereas like, I'm like, I need a cushion of like three weeks. Yeah, no. See, but I can smash stuff out and then I'll just be like, it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> the perfectionist in me is like, oh, I'm screaming. Oh, when you don't care, it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Oh, are you saying you don't care about this pod? No, I mean my assignments. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just, I do the draft and I'm like, that'll do. <laughs> Check the grammar and I'm like, fuck it, hand well, it before in. we get into this <laughs> recap of these chapters, Joe, how do we feel about these last two chapters? Anything that you'd forgotten or uh, like... Let's see. Want to focus like, on or... Oh. We had some Passiveth moments, um, like, that's <laughs> all your brain, you're like, Passiveth moments? Well, I'm trying to give content, because honestly, these last two chapters, they're just wrap-up chapters, They are wrap-up really. chapters. We really could have done four chapters in one episode, but we decided we not really, to, so... really yeah. could have, like, this is going to be a short episode, because these two chapters are just sort of like, well, there's nothing really to report. Yeah. Um, legit, there's like three pages where he's just, you know, describing what Olympus looks like, so it's like, you get really... This is true, this is you true. You can't really comment on that. Yeah. And then... 
let's see, we talk a bit about Hades, and I've already ranted about him. I feel like people are probably going to be sick of me <laughs> ranting about him. Oh, so I was ranting about Hades again. Skip 30 seconds. <laughs> skip 30 seconds. Oh, she's still going. I'll skip another 30 seconds. Oh, God. People would have to skip like 10 minutes worth of me <laughs> just talking about Hades. Uh, but yeah. hey, Zeus is in here. I can talk about how much of a douche Zeus is. Oh, it Zeus? rhymes for a reason, guys. Yeah, Zeus the douche. Anyway, it doesn't quite rhyme, but like, she oh, It's close enough. <laughs> Well, My drunk brain is that. like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like, yeah, we can talk about that. But let's see, what else can we talk about? Um... <laughs> Have uh, you thought of anything like that, not plot-wise, that we could add to this, or no? I don't know what you mean. Okay, well, just like wherever the conversation will take us, Joe. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> we'll just we'll just take let's it. Let's go straight into it, Kate. Get on with the recap. Let's go. go. Okay, so in chapter twenty-one, I settle a prophecy. Percy takes the journey to Mount Olympus alone to face the king of the gods. <gasps> he manages to convince <laughs> Zeus of the truth about who stole his bolt, or at Dick. least the truth that he knows so far. Mm-hmm. And Zeus lets him live. Poseidon and Percy then chat about the possibility of Kronos rising from Tartarus before Percy then travels home to find his mother safely returned and the head of Medusa on his bed returned from Olympus. Percy leaves his mother with the choice to get rid of Gabe after finding out that he hits Sally when Percy isn't around. fucking asshole! Like, (laughs) I was going to mention we're like, obviously we're going to talk about Sally, but like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The queen. The among queen queens. among mortals. Yeah, <laughs> just among everyone. <laughs> even Poseidon recognized it. Like, yeah, even Poseidon he was literally like, says it in this chapter. <laughs> Poseidon, she's a queen. Poseidon's like, I have to bow down to her worthiness, <laughs> and it's like, fuck yeah, she's a queen without her kingdom because if they did that, she would have too much power. <laughs> like Sally, Sally Jackson, the demigod. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Jackson, or the, the, the lord god, of the world. She would imagine have, if he married. Poseidon, I mean, if Poseidon married Sally instead of Amphitrite, what a different world we would live in. What a different world. A better world, mind you, but, like, very different. Yeah, but keep in mind, he's way too old for her. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, the heart wants what it wants. (laughs) I also, I also have the notion that just thinking of, um being married and yada yada my brain was thinking of the description percy gives his dad poseidon and he's like god he has unruly black hair just like me and he has sea green eyes just like me and that brooding stern look that sits on my face just like me yeah and so when they're saying gods can appear as whoever they want and so you know I read this thing and I thought You think it was, he's choosing to look like Sally? Yeah. Or like Percy, I mean. Like, choosing to look like his a preferred son. family. Triton's rolling over in his grave, except he's not dead. Exactly, Triton's his fucking son. Poseidon's just there and big fuck you up at Triton. Seriously, Triton's like, bitch. He's like, I've done nothing my whole life but serve you and be loyal to you and this little prick gets it straight away. <laughs> Great. But then also Percy, Percy goes down. The world. I mean, yeah. But then Percy also goes down to Poseidon's palace and goes, "Oh, Triton, you look like me." <laughs> so maybe Triton can also change. His maybe he yeah. can, Who and knows? maybe he also is like, "Wow, Percy, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 That's why he's my favorite character. <laughs> We gotta have um, we gotta have some characters who hate Percy, but in a funny way, you know, like in a in a in a jealous, way. ironic way. <laughs> like so we so loved awesome. Nico for a while because he oh absolutely oh my god, he what a king! Hated I'm doing air quotes. He hated Percy because he's fucking 
loved him. <laughs> it was like what an absolute huge king. crush on him. With which you know, Nico, we understand completely, of course. Also, oh my god, yes, my drunk brain momentarily lapsed about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about um, Percy's crush. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, yeah. I also made notes about that. Oh yeah. It's developing, and then it straight away just like cuts off because Percy has a brain. And I don't mean that. <laughs> no, Annabeth cuts off too. I've got stuff to say about that. I definitely oh, yeah, have yeah. stuff to say about Annabeth. Of course, no. Towards I me. said Percybeth moments. I meant his other crush. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant how Annabeth talks about Luke. Oh yeah, that too. Okay. So, no, well, I mean, now we murdered him. <laughs> He's got no chill. He's like, fuck, well, okay, the Lord of the Titans couldn't do it, but I probably can. He's like, I'm he couldn't it. off you, but like, I've got this, guys. Like, I've got, got this. this. I've got, oh, I got this. Famous last words. <laughs> guys, that's not wrong. Percy Jackson. Is it? Yeah, see your monsters. Clarice You're says joking. it. Clarice says it about her goat, her goat guy, the satyr that went with her. He was like going to battle uh, Hydra. And he literally was like, she was like, he went, ran up and said, I got this! Famous last words. Clarice says that. Oh my god, it has been too long since I've watched that movie. Well, also, can I just add that the soundtrack to that, to, to oh, that duology is... Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. So good. It is. Such a good example of the genre we're looking for. They've got bloody Poker Face playing in uh-huh. the Lotus Casino. They've got... Fallout Boy playing oh, at yeah. the very beginning of Sea Monsters. Like, the Fallout vibes. Boy! The vibes, guys. So good. The vibes, I'm telling you. Like, we have, it's 2000s punk rock. Oh! That is, that is the music we need. If the Disney TV show oh. doesn't have a sound good as good as the movies, I'm literally not watching it. Like, the movies are shit, but... I have the, Disney Plus explicitly just to watch Percy Jackson. Literally, that's out. the whole reason we got it. But I will not watch if the soundtrack is shit. Seriously. If there is not Hilary Duff appearing on this soundtrack, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm not watching. <laughs> if they don't have anything from Cheaper by the Dozen, that <gasps> kind of soundtrack. Because he's just a kid. And, and life, life is a nightmare. nightmare. Like, seriously, that's a... <laughs> Get some simple plan up in this That's pitch. so brilliant. I'm so fucking... I, it, honestly... The fans could write this show. Rick doesn't need to do a single no, fucking thing. No. The fans could write it. Also, I shared on the Instagram, the at uh, Game Snack Bar Pod on Ooh, Instagram. Plugging our Instagram. Absolutely. I'll take any any chance to share this <laughs> plug it. Anyway, I was I found a there was like a news article that appeared on Twitter that said yeah. that the Percy Jackson show is getting more budget yes. than any Marvel TV show. <gasps> That has ever appeared on Disney Plus, and I was like, "You're fucking kidding! Yes. This better be amazing." Thank but God. then, so I was like, "Yes, agree with that. It's going to be great. This is amazing." So I was like, "CGI is going to be fucking fantastic." But then I went on Are to you Tumblr. Gonna tell me that they're going to fuck it up. Well, first of all, the news article—the news article wasn't real. Oh. It was—I mean, like it, it was like rumored to be real. But Becky, who is um, R- Rick's wife, yeah, replied to the article and was like. Wish this was true, but like we can only hope. Like whatever, it was sort uh, of she so was sort of vague, not like, really con- confirming. Oh, it. she was like confirming that the article wasn't like fantastically real, but she wasn't not confirming that she what it was denying. saying was. Yeah, she wasn't denying the, the actual content of the article. Ooh. She was just saying, you know, like whatever, whatever. That's annoying. Deny, uh, deny it or confirm it. Hurry up. So after I went on and posted that on Instagram because yeah. I was you know, excited and really like, course. yes, we're getting a major budget for this show. Read the word. After that happened, I went on to Tumblr, 
not about to like post about it and be like, yes, oh my god, guys, look, because I already had seen where the article. <laughs> because I'd already done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already expressed so on the Instagram. <laughs> no, but I went on to because I already had seen the article and was like, well, this doesn't really, uh, this isn't a publication that I recognize. It isn't like the New Yorker or something. It yes, yeah. because the New Yorker would yeah. never publish about that. Oh. Anyway. They wish they could. Oh my god, they wish they were that cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I went on Tumblr, and so people had already seen it, and they were like talking about it and whatever. And all of my mutuals on Tumblr were like, "Yeah, it's great, but if you're spending this much money on it, why would you not animate it where you could control everything that you think is going to go wrong?" That's true. Like just simple things. Like seriously, simple things I, like aging of the characters or aging I, of the actors is something you could control with it being animated. When I think about the kind of animation I want for it, my brain thinks either stoked <laughs> or total drama island. Oh I'm my like, God. that sort of animation would be And it would be perfect great. too because those were like, not your, they were like your or 2010s. Class of Titans, oh, hello. They were like your 2010s yeah. animated TV shows. Also, so stoked like, is just a great oh. show. <laughs> Like the sixteen stoked era, that would be oh, fantastic. So good. Oh my god! Now that's all I want. I know, right? That's all you can think of because you like you think of George, one of the characters. You're like, yeah. What a great starting point for Percy, <laughs> like height and animation wise. She was Lo's little brother. Right. Yes. I okay. recently watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't someone I was going to recognize their name. You've just said Lo's little brother, sorry, and I would have been like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Sorry. Lo's little brother George, who's like 13, <laughs> but he's like a great starting point for how old Percy could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just. That would be like really good. It's a great show. And Reeve constantly being shirtless. Oh, Percy. <laughs> yes. Joe, come your tits. He's like 12. I mean, when he's older, you dumbass. Oh. Well, okay. He's always going to be running around in the last Olympian shirtless. Like, guys, it's going to be Kronos. He's going to take one look at my abs and be so scared. <laughs> Um, uh, him being in his own little hurricane just on the surfboard <laughs> going yeah let's get him but seriously <laughs> Minotaur taking one look and going not messing with this kid he's got a surfboard and he's shirtless ah! <laughs> oh my god we've gotten way off topic <laughs> we did but like can we just agree that that's I hope people know what stoked is yeah. like, I mean I always wanted the show to be animated because it's not I just an Australian like show it's a no it's Canadian no. It's Canadian, okay. No, but I always wanted the Percy Jackson show to be really animated, or at least Canadian animate the, the movies to be animated. Step. Like, it just could have been... And because it's Disney, that's what Disney's fucking known for. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be fucking 3D animation. No, it, it doesn't 2D. have to be tangled animation. Oh, my God. But it, it could have been so good. Oh. And the thing is, you can employ... Like, Percy Jackson, the fandom, has one of the highest that I've ever seen... Fan art. Fan art, like creators of Percy Jackson fan art, mm-hmm. is one of the highest I've seen for a fandom. Yeah, in my entire life. Yeah. And granted, it is the only the like those are the only really accounts that I follow on Tumblr and Instagram, whatever. Yeah, but it's still. Oh, Harry Potter's got a few, but like nowhere near as much out. Yeah, Joe. I'm thinking about all the nowhere other like near. all the other books and stuff that have also been really high praised in like Hollywood and you know, yeah. on cha- on the charts and stuff like that. No, none of them compare. To Absolutely Percy. not. It hasn't even been on the chart. Well, and it's because, I mean, from the Percy Jackson fandom, we've got two movies and a musical, and I don't care what you say, they're all fantastic. Excuse me. We but have like three musicals. <laughs> three musicals? For Percy Jackson? Well, there's... Oh, I'm thinking Harry Potter. Even <laughs> 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 all right, and also, 
Oh yeah, musicals. Cut I was thinking plays. Out. I was about to be like, Curse Child Joe, what the fuck there's for? <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> the Curse Child. We wouldn't know, we haven't seen it. We wanna go though. Yeah, we're gonna. If go. only Melbourne would open up and not be such a hotspot anymore and we could go. If only COVID would fuck off. <laughs> oh, literally. Fuck off. I mean, Janet. but we wouldn't be here. Not going to your birthday COVID, party. So, like, swings and roundabouts. It's a fine. I just quoted if anyone's listening. <laughs> but yeah, like, if you made the TV show animated, there is so many artists that you could collaborate with. Literally so many. And so I know many. not all of them would be like on board because animation's obviously moving and the artists artists for Percy Jackson are mostly, you know, your 2D. Still, just yeah. Just a still picture. Doesn't um, matter. But like the style of that kind of thing could still be like We want to promote animation. Absolutely. Like the amount of jobs that that would sustain more so than a live action. This is coming from someone who has no idea about the film industry or the no, TV show industry. Nothing at all. Like, we would so, just prefer to see it. But to be honest, wouldn't you think? And also, wouldn't it save the children that they're going to cast from... Save the children? Well, oh, like, be realistic. The Stranger Things kids, they did Oh my god, that was going to be my example. They have such... Like, they did so well in their acting, but being exposed to that kind yep. of publicity constantly has really abrupted their childhood yeah and you know they're they went through puberty in the spotlight and they're now i mean but so did the harry potter kids but the difference between the harry potter kids and the stranger uh, things it's kids different times. is the cgi for stranger things is so much bigger than it is for harry potter that's why it's taking them so long to make those and so that's why they only have three seasons and the kids are like seven years, yeah. like aged seven years over those three seasons mm. or however old they are. Whereas Harry Potter, mm. less went in, you know, less because we were, I was know, they're say, older, so like the um, technology wasn't the same. But it's still they were smashing out a movie every year. Social media wasn't nearly as evolved as it was when they were growing yeah. up. But so like, and this is the thing, like with Stranger <sighs> Things, because it's not based on a book or anything, like you could, mm. you can control how old the kids are and you can, cro- can control... Sure. In the show, obviously. Not that you can't control how old the actors are. That's not something <laughs> no, you can control. No, we mean the characters. And so, like, you could write for however old they are and change the story to fit that. Whereas for Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, you're getting more towards, no, you need to stick to this kid's 12. And you have to, because otherwise we're going to get pissed off. Yeah, we're going to get pissed off like we did for originally for the Percy Jackson movies when they were fucking aged up. And we were like, no, no like, like, why is correct. he 17 to get <laughs> That is with. not correct. That is not why is he 17? He's supposed to be 11. And you're like, yeah. it's not nearly as impressive. Yeah. And why are you pushing Persimeth down my throat in the first movie? This is not how it works. Yeah, I need no, the slow burn. They just met. I need the slow burn of the friends <laughs> to enemies children. to friends to lovers. Uh, it's what I need. It's what I crave. Oh, I did a personality <laughs> test. And they were like, what kind of lovers are you? And that was my one. Friends to enemies to friends to lovers. That was my <laughs> transition phase. And I was like... Yes! Such a Pisces thing to do. How long have we been talking? <laughs> like 20 minutes. Just <laughs> rambling, like, haven't even gotten into the... the That's you know, fine, it's only two chapters. <laughs> well, we should probably start. Alright. Woo! Uh, let's get into it! So, obviously these chapters... Well, the, chapter 21 starting off with Percy's still in Santa Monica and he's telling the story of his... Or the fabricated That's story true. of his journey as a fugitive and whatever. <laughs> 
It's um quite a far fetched story. It is a little bit. It's uh but well, like I can understand why why mortal mortals have put it. the pieces together and been like this is what I've seen this 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 makes sense with this 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 and well, obviously the waitress taking the photo of them with Aries outside the diner I understand, works really well. I understand it's starting from that point, but when yeah. they tried to start it all the way back from the bus explosion, I was like that yeah. that, that, that has a few holes in it. Yeah, but you could sort of like narrow it down to like yeah they saw him at the diner and now yeah, they were having a hostile conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And kidnapped. I mean, but I understand yeah. that they have to trace it back to however long Gabe was talking on the news going like, oh, my wife and my yeah. stepson, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that. And so I realise that you have to trace it back to there. Yeah. But how far-fetched is it for a kidnapper to try and kidnap a child across oh. the US? Yeah. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. I've had a drink. <laughs> I'm slurring. Slurring. <laughs> God, this is going to be a mess. Next, she's going to get a lisp. I'm not going to know what you do. Shut the fuck up. I will edit out all of my lists on this fucking podcast, I swear to cow. Don't swear to cow. I fucking hate you for bringing that up. <laughs> my God, don't express me. Uh, it's okay. I get lispy when I'm tired. It's okay. I get lispy. It's like our dad, he gets lispy when he's angry. <laughs> when he starts yelling at us, he just starts to suck. I mean, but that's so fucking funny. It really is. It's hard to take it seriously. Oh my god. <laughs> the amount of times he's been yelling at me and I've just like had to hold him after is just... Okay, we should stop bashing our literal father. Oh, love him. Love you, dad. <laughs> but his problem is, is that it's all fun and games and he starts accidentally spitting on you and you're like, oh, oh I don't stand that close. I don't stand that close. Oh, he got right up in my face one time yelling at me. Oh, that's pretty aggressive. Bad on me, and I was like, Kevin. I'm just imagining <laughs> that scene of um, when Ross is doing the unagi to Rachel, and she just like has to wipe the <laughs> yeah. from her eye because he's so like close that, yeah. to her face. I think Friend the, scene was, in the unagi episode. Yes. Great episode. Ah, oh, salmon skipper. <laughs> Danger. <laughs> Fantastic. Say we are Unagi. It's not something you are. It's, it's something, something you have. have. Say it! Oh my god. You know, I can easily get out of this. Guys, I'm being yelled at. <laughs> okay, so, after he's told his story and whatever, he goes on the news, acts like an absolute king, oh. and gives out the number for Gabe's electronic store, <laughs> saying, guys, you can have whatever you want. I'm sure it would be what Gabe wanted. <laughs> what an absolute king. Like a little shit. He was like... And this is this is before Percy knows anything about anything that Gabe's done to Sally. Like, this no. is just literally Percy going, fuck you, the last month of my life has been hell thanks to you. Big yeah. fuck you. And you know what? We're going to get into more about Sally when we get oh, to yeah. the point in the book because super rage cage about that. To the end of the chapter, yeah. Mm. yeah Can yeah, I yeah. also... Away. No, nope, we're pulling it back up. <laughs> no. We let it to the staples and we let it go. No, to we put a pin in it oh, and I'm taking the pin out and we're going to discuss it again. <laughs> so after they're talking about that and whatever, Percy gets on the plane <laughs> and I wrote a note that said, it has been so long since I've read this book that I forgot he went to, Olymp- to Olympus by himself. Yeah. I literally forgot that. Yeah. Big time. I was like, oh, oh, wait, hang on. They're he not, put they're on not his big boy pants. And decided to die in the sky by <laughs> No, they were on the plane. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, I realised that as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, hang on. Yeah, no, someone had to hold his hand while they were on the flight. So, of course, um, Percibeth, of course, Annabeth was there. Yeah. 
Anyway, they don't explicitly say it, but I just know it happened. <laughs> he gets to New York. He goes to the Empire State Building, gets into, you know, the office or whatever, and he is asking the security guard, look, I need to get to the 600 floor, whatever. Yeah. But, but he is reading, the security guard, a book with a wizard on the front. Oh my god, is he reading Harry Potter? This is the note that I wrote, Joe. Well, we're plugging Harry Potter in this fucking series. That's Rick. what I wrote. I was like, is this what we're getting into today? Or is he reading Lord of the Rings? Literally, I wrote a note that said, are we literally referencing Harry Potter in this book? Or is it Lord of the Rings? Well, and then I was going into, or is it he the could be referencing Harry Potter because there are so many similarities between The Lightning Thief and... Philosopher's Stone. It's crazy how many similarities there are. Okay, point them out. Most of them, I mean, uh, not most of them, but a lot of them come from... <laughs> their age. The trio. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> but a lot of them actually come from comparing the two movies together. Yeah, because, and, and the reason that they're compared is because they were directed by the same person. What? Yes. Oh, Chris sure. Columbus directed both oh, of course, Percy yes. Jackson and Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, yeah. And the reason they're compared is because of that and Chris Columbus was trying to emulate the Percy, the Harry Potter success with Percy Jackson and that's why he directed the movie the way he did and that's why it's great. <laughs> but that's why he directed it the way he did because when it came out, Harry Potter was pretty much wrapping up mm. like the movies were and he was like, well, we need a new thing. <laughs> and there is no end to audiences wanting to watch the exact same thing with every single movie and the one thing that, or one of the things that can attest to that is... All three High School Musical movies. <laughs> yep, we discussed because this the other day. All three High School mu- Musical movies have the, the same, same plot. plot the <laughs> same plot of Troy choosing either music or basketball and, and Gabriella, Gabriella leaving and then in dramatically the movie and going, back. Oh my god, I can't be with Troy. And then coming back at the end. For the big finale song. Yes, that yeah. describes literally every one of those movies. And yeah. I mean, they're all great and I love them all. Yeah. And I love them all because they are all the same. Yeah, and there's always angsty songs. But that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> Troy deciding. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons why people will never get over you know, how similar Percy Jackson is to Harry Potter and we won't care because we love that kind of storyline. Yeah. We love that hero's journey storyline because it encapsulates you in a world of, oh, you didn't know this world existed. Oh, you're the main character of this world. Oh, you're the chosen one. Oh, you're the most important thing to this world. And Makes the future of this world depends on you and it rests on your shoulders. And, I mean, it's written that way because they're books for, they're coming of age books for 11 and 12 year olds and up and whatever, middle school. And, and that's why they're five year olds. Yep. <laughs> so I can understand that that's why, if he's referencing that the book this, that the security guard is reading is Harry Potter, I can understand why he's making that reference. Yeah. Or it's Lord of the Rings, which I have no information about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, okay, Lord of the Rings is mostly just Tolkien describing trees the whole time. That's most of what it is. There's some rings in there too, but it's mostly like just trees. A lot of people are going to be angry. You <laughs> no, they will not. No, they will not be angry. All I know is that Orlando Bloom is in it. No, and Kate... in the books is he? Oh my god, I didn't know. He no, was in and then that. in the movies, which I haven't seen because they're like three hours long. Each, and I'm like, holy fuck, no! <laughs> I can't concentrate for that long. I struggle with two-hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets into the elevator after the security guard lets him in, whatever, gives him a special key, and then he's going up by himself to the 600th floor. And he How long does that take? This is the other note that I made, Joe. I need, from the bottom of my heart, for the elevator music in the show 
to be so fucking awkward and I need that scene to be <laughs> just longer than it needs to be. <laughs> just minutely longer, just like to make the 30 seconds longer set than it in with the audience. So that it's funny and then you pause and go, oh, is it still going? And then it's funny again because it's still fucking going. <laughs> that is what I need from the bottom of my fucking heart. I hope they take notes. Oh, yeah. Um, Rick, you really need to listen to this podcast. Rick, very <laughs> We're giving important. you so many pointers here of what the fans <laughs> want to see. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Seriously. I'm a, I'm a fucking goldmine of knowledge mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. And suggestions. Just let me write the show. <laughs> Actually, no, that's too much pressure. I don't want that. No, you have a lot of people hating on you. Oh, no matter, God, what, no matter what you write, so many wouldn't people are going to be Wouldn't I just... And like you said, you're too much of a perfectionist. You try to, you try to like, please. I can't have it yet. I'm not finished with this one scene. <laughs> I don't like the way his hair looks. <laughs> you try to please everyone, and it's oh, so literally. please no one. <laughs> <laughs> because it would just never come out. <laughs> Alright, so he gets up into Olympus and whatever. And he, as soon as he sees Mount Olympus, once he gets in there, the first thing that he notes, or one of the first things that he notes, is that the realm of Hades looks exactly the same yeah because and it's just Hades literally going oh, well you guys won't let me be up there so I'll make my own I'll make my so own down here sad. I still don't really understand why they don't let him up there like no. every god is a god of a different thing he just drew the short straw and got the underworld but that doesn't yeah. make him a bad dude and on top of that Percy even points out he's like oh that's kind of sad yeah <laughs> and literally like, my note was oh Percy's feeling bad for Hades here yeah but it's like and, yeah, once again, Percy's starting to realise, oh, okay, the Lord of the Dead's not so bad. And it's like, yeah, stop stereotyping him. But, yeah, how to pre- I don't, I just, like you said, don't understand. And on top of that, they were like, he's really creepy. And it's like, that's not the vibe Percy got when he went down there. Yeah, no, he got, he's really scary. <laughs> well, he just got the vibe that he was just, you know, annoyed that he'd had yeah. his, he was, like, sick of being treated poorly yep. by his family. Yep. <laughs> Literally cast out and he's missing his wife and it's yeah. like what I'm trying to find like an equivalent stereotype yeah to you know put him into but you can't because he's amazing and so I literally cool. cannot think of anything right now no my brain is spacing <laughs> so anyway he gets up to the throne room and he I, he has a thing here that says that the all of the chairs are arranged in an inverted U that's a U. <laughs> a U inverted is a U the opposite way. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. It was just like a little pet peeve. I was like, what is that? That's maybe, that, maybe that means the chairs are in a U, but they're all facing out. And <laughs> <laughs> I look at you. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious if that's what that means. Oh my god, I'm going to vision it like that forever now. <laughs> that's just, that's fantastic, Joe. Thank you for pointing that out. That makes my note feel so much better now. <laughs> Wait, but wouldn't that be an exverted V and not an inverted? V? V, U. Whoa, brain. Hey, you said it's an oh, inverted V. I don't v, know. V, U! An inverted U! Are you saying V? <laughs> I know where you're coming from and yeah. I know what you're saying. You're hurting my brain. I'm sorry. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I want to move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Percy starts describing, because literally just person... Person? Just person and Zeus are sitting up there. (laughs) (laughs) This is what, okay, a drunk episode, guys, would be ten times worse than this. I would just be like, it's constantly being like, (gasps) (laughs) 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 (la
there to be a lot of long fucking pauses. Stopping to take a breath. And then to- Me trying to decide what I want to say and then got halfway through I'm saying and then to change it to something else. Yeah. See, it's if we were to do like a live video chat or whatever they're called. Oh god. Like, it would just be so much of being like, I'm scared. Oh, no, no, I'm no, no, no. just like talking to you. I have such like, a problem with talking over these. people. I talk over you a lot. All the time. I'm sorry. I can't help it. My <laughs> thoughts are more important than yours. <laughs> That's the thing, bitch. I have important things to say, too. You're like, I have a British. Not from where I'm sitting, so. Oh. Zeus looks like a really angry businessman. <laughs> Look at this tiny businessman! <laughs> Have you seen those TikToks? No. Oh, okay. Well, okay, you don't get that reference then, but there's like a TikTok of this girl whose cat always sits on her laptop and she heard it's because when the cat sees you typing at your laptop, they want to emulate you. So she bought him this tiny little cat-sized laptop and he sat in front of it while she did her work. <laughs> and she just goes, look at this tiny businessman. It's cute. It's cute as fuck. Anyway, so he's <laughs> describing Zeus and Poseidon and Zeus is all like real, whatever. And then he goes, Poseidon's just like a really big fishing man. <laughs> Seriously. And then he starts I describing just love that he's trip. in thongs and khakis. Yeah. And he's got his like beach. He's got his fishing pole spot, but it's got a yeah. trident in it, so like it's different. And he's got his shaggy hair. <laughs> and he's got, you know, he yeah. looks like he's going to Margaritaville. <laughs> he's just hanging out. I was like, well, that's funny. <laughs> He's ready for a pina colada by the pool. Seriously, <laughs> by the pool, by the lake. Well, by yeah, the ocean. By the ocean, yeah. He's he's just ready for it. He is yeah. serving Luke's right now. <laughs> but yeah, I also but, find it really... I was literally reading it and then it was like, Percy said, addressed his father first and Zeus was like, I! He was like, I! I am the king of the gods. You don't think you should address me first? And so I'm just like, there like, 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 chill. <laughs> he's like, don't chill. Don't chill. He's, just, he's, like, he's just addressing me first because I'm his father. Whoa. Person. Crush is my I am father. Mr. Turtle is, is my, my father, father, dude. <laughs> like, he's just addressing his daddy first. Ew! <laughs> literally don't want to talk to you now. <laughs> well worth it. So I wanted to get that reaction. Was it worth it though? Yes, because you were being rude before, so that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> so, Percy's describing, starts describing Poseidon's physical traits, and this is the thing you were touching on before about how they look similar. Yeah. So you think it's so because... So sexy. You think it's because... Big dick energy. <laughs> Poseidon wants to emulate what Percy looks like. So yeah. you're thinking that it's... Poseidon changing wants, his image. He wants to feel connected. And we know that the gods can do that, obviously. Yes. It's like nothing to them. It's, it's right. no effort at all. Okay. So then, does that... Because the thing that I wanted to get into was that later in the series, Rick says that the gods don't have DNA. So they can't physically have any traits that are similar to their so children. Percy's more of a god than everyone else. 
That's not what I was going to say. Oh, but I was on, gonna that's say, a pretty good theory. <laughs> I was going to say that Rip put that rule in there specifically so that he could justify demigods dating each other. Because oh, yeah. if their parents have no DNA, then they're not technically related. Big time. But that well, doesn't you exactly, could also say that for the, like, for the gods just, because they married their sisters. And it's I like, just think <laughs> that that's a big plot hole because oh, yeah. you've set up in these first other few books saying that all of the Athena children have blonde hair because they're you know escaping the stereotype of blondes are dumb, and yeah. then you have all the Hermes children have impish features because Hermes has impish features, yeah. and all of the Aphrodite kids emulate beauty because yeah. that's what Aphrodite's all about. And so then you've got Percy and Nico and uh, Talia who all literally emulate what their father looks like. Nico's pale, has dark hair, all of this emulates death. Percy's tanned, dark hair, green eyes. Talia's dark hair, you know, Mediterranean-ish skin, blue eyes, striking blue eyes, which she shares with Jason later. blue eyes. And so I had in my head all this time that maybe the big three kids look more similar to their parent to their goldie parent because they're big three kids but then that rule changes for kids like jason and well that's the thing, like frank or like because Hazel. they're roman though is it different i don't think so i think they look the same still but it's quite possible that the uh roman version are of less powerful doesn't know <laughs> Let me no it's quite possible that the roman less interpretation of uh zeus is blonde because most of their rulers were blonde yeah like, you know, Caesar. your Augustus and your Caesar and your Octavian. Augustus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, they're all blonde in all depictions of them, so, like, that makes sense for that, but then it changes for Hazel because she's black. And so it's like, mum was black. Really work. Yeah, but her dad wasn't in Roman. Yeah, pale as fuck, we know. And so, like, yeah, it just... I mean, I think that Rick put the no DNA rule in as just a way to sort of go around the incest point that was coming out for a lot of people going these guys are technically related over here like, you, you, they're gonna date each other and he was like no no it's fine they don't have DNA and you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> just this like oh. you're like oh my god see but you can't help it because you're like that's bad <laughs> you're like you're building up to it and it's just what we're really I just, about. just love always pointing out that it's like okay so Piper's mum is cheating on Leo's dad with Frank's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really put any of that together. Well, like, you know, think about it all to that yeah, much. Because I don't really, really like any of those characters. <laughs> That's not true. I like Frank. And I've learned to like Piper. I fucking hate her in Here's of this, and I'll get to that when we get to that. Um, and I hate <laughs> get Leo. when we get there. <laughs> so many people like Leo. I fucking hate him. I think he's okay. I think no. He's, I think he's overhyped. I mean, I'll explain when we get to there, but... He um, was good yeah. in the first books before he stupidly fell in love. And then See, I but like, you no. didn't... I mean, but you didn't. He read didn't the have rest a of, soccer upgrade. Not I you didn't. You haven't read the rest of Charles Apollo. You don't get to see what a fucking incel he is. I don't like Leo. Oh yeah, no. I read a few chapters of it. Got bored, put it away, and I literally was like, Leo, you're being really misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. I just I have more of a gripe with the fact that his character arc doesn't arc. Mm. He kind of stays the same throughout the whole series. Yeah. He starts off with, oh, I really want a girlfriend. I really deserve one because I'm such a nice guy. And then he gets a girlfriend and treats her terribly. And then she ends up, spoiler, breaking up with him. And oh, okay. she, and, Well, like, having a go, they're going on a break, like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, and then they basically spends the rest of the Because I literally... Going, oh, I love her so much, but she just doesn't love me, and I don't know why, because I'm such a nice guy. He literally has not changed. 
Calypso and Leo, that was a weird match. Oh, so weird. So gross. I would love to believe that she just used him to get off a GGR. Oh, Fantastic yeah. Plotline. Would love that. Yeah. We love to see it. Girl's gotta do whatever she can to get out. <laughs> so, Hello, she was in prison for thousands of years. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so, Percy obviously goes to Poseidon first, as you said, and then defers to Zeus after. And then as they're talking, oh. Zeus says, you still claim him then. You claim this child, this child whom you sired against our sacred oath. And I just wrote, Excuse me. Um, you're one to talk, Zeus. Yeah, pot calling the kettle fucking black. Who did it first? You, well, Hades. <laughs> <laughs> but not technically. No, it was before the oath. Yeah. Oh. He hid them because of the oath. Oh my god. I totally forgot that little minor fact. Oh my god, Hades, you're amazing! <laughs> Just go back and do a rant about him. So yeah, I literally wrote, um, Zeus, you did it fucking first. And then Poseidon says, I admitted my wrongdoing. And then Percy goes, is that all that I am? Was oh, I a mistake? My and I just had so many notes saying, you're not a mistake. Poseidon has no right to say that. How fucking dare you? You are no longer my favourite god. <laughs> Percy, no. But Percy just, literally for a few pages, he's just going... How could you think of me as a mistake? I just did all of this for you to prove that you're not a bad person and now you're thinking of me as I would wish that you weren't here. And Percy's like, what do you mean? I just wanted to make you proud. He's like, I just wanted to be accepted and loved. Oh my God, Percy, I want to give you a hug, but I can't because you're not a real person. (laughs) And Uh then after... Spoiler alert. Sorry, he's not real, guys. (laughs) Poseidon or Percy? Both of them. Well, true. (laughs) Well... Really, really don't. <laughs> <laughs> he will smite you. <laughs> Next time we go into the ocean, he's gonna send seaweed at me. <laughs> he will strangle you the next time you go swimming. Oh, that's a bit dark. <laughs> that's a bit dark. I just, meant, I just meant he'll make icky stuff touch me in the water. <laughs> seaweed. <laughs> Fish pee in you all day. That's from Moana. <laughs> so then Percy tells Zeus his whole story and whatever and how he heard about Ares and how then Ares was being plagued by dreams and whatever and then uh, Poseidon and Zeus have their little moment where they go hush hush tones we're gonna whisper and Percy overhears the word father and I wrote a note that says I can understand you (laughs) I can hear you Uh, I wrote a note that said Percy hearing that word not stupid stupid so, <laughs> I wrote a note that just said, oh my goodness, he's going to put all the pieces together, and it literally does that the next oh, page. Oh, he puts like on his smart boy pants. Oh, big smart boy pants. <laughs> and so then, obviously, <laughs> they're talking about Cronos uh, and uh, Uranus and uh, Mount Etna. So, I was able to have some things to do some research on, even though I already knew all these things. Yeah. But, okay, so, Cronos, because he's the one we mentioned first. Yep. According to Hesiod's uh, Theogony, is the son of Uranus and Gaia. Yes. He is the titan of time and was a destructive and devouring force. Yes. And... We knew all this. <laughs> yes. He obviously was the one to slay uh, Uranus mm-hmm. and... Cut him up into little... Castrate him and then cut him up into little bits. Yes. And then he became the titan of... Or the, the king of the titans, whatever. Yep. And then obviously he was the one who was overthrown by Zeus. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and... Uh, Basically, he spent his time as the king of the Titans in fear of the prophecy that he would be overthrown by his son, which happened, obviously. <laughs> and then because you can't outrun a prophecy. Yeah. But some fun things that I came across in my little researching phase yes. were that 
his festivals, uh, Kronos' festivals, yep. in pre-Hellenic Greece yep. were mostly synonymous, synonymous, synonymous with agriculture. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like different. Right. So, yeah. So what they do? Oh, they just celebrated agriculture in lieu of Kronos. They went, oh yeah, Kronos, that's the agriculture guy. Because, and the reason that this is, that I think that they associated well, with this do. is because his main weapon, the scythe, yeah. is mostly used, from my knowledge, yeah, to is mostly used fields. to huck fields. Yes. And wheat. And yeah, yeah. 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 And so, like, I can understand why he's the, basically... They're like, yay, is. gardening. Chronos <laughs> <laughs> mm, the green thumb. <laughs> yeah. But then we get into Uranus, and Uranus is obviously Chronos' father. He is neither a god nor a titan. Gardening. He is the... <laughs> yes, <still> on that. <laughs> Mm, these things smell beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> you need to find. You better stop. Sorry. Let me get that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> because that's fucking funny. So, Uranus is. <laughs> Joe, it's been 47 minutes. <laughs> we're still in chapter one. No. It's because we were talking for like 25 <laughs> minutes. It's about random crap. I just. So then we get into Uranus, and Uranus is neither a god nor a titan nor a giant anything. He's literally just entity. Yeah, he's the personification of the sky or the heavens, and he appears in Hesiod's Theogony as Gaia's husband, but also as Gaia's child. So yeah, Uh, and then he also appears in uh, Homer's Iliad. So he is the child of Gaia and Aether, which is or Aether, which just means basically the air. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the ether is he's uh, the god of the air that the gods breathe, mm-hmm. or he just is the air that the gods breathe. So they all have ether running through them. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, that's new. <laughs> the main myths behind Uranus was that he f- had a bunch of children with Gaia. He had so he had three hundred hundred handed ones, mm-hmm. which we meet later in the series. Well, then he <laughs> bore to Gaia three elder cyclops so the first three cyclops and Mm -hmm. then obviously the 12 titans Mm -hmm. and then he locked the hundred handed ones and the cyclops in the bottom of tartarus and gaia went what the fuck those are my children and then so gaia told uh chronos to kill uranus which he did because he was the strongest even though he was the youngest of all of his siblings or of the titans he was the strongest of them yeah so uh Cronus was able to kill Uranus with the help of four of his brothers, uh, Iapetus, Hyperion, uh, uh, Coeus, and Creus. Bob. Yes, Bob, <laughs> basically. And so each of those four brothers uh, held down a limb of Uranus while Uranus, uh, while Cronus chopped him into pieces with his scythe, which was given to him by Gaia. Mm-hmm. And then... Kronos, after killing him, gave each of his brothers a corner of the earth to rule. So Iapetus got the west, Hyperion got the east, uh, Koi's got the south, and Creus got the north. And then, after he was castrated, Kronos threw Uranus's genitalia into the ocean, yeah. but the drops of blood from 
the castration and the cutting him up into a bunch of pieces yes. fell onto Gaia, the earth, oh. no, no, fell onto the earth slash Gaia, obviously, and made the, some myths say that that forming of blood and earth made nymphs, satyrs, and a bunch of other creatures, as well as uh, the furies and the giants. All right. And then when his genitals fell into the sea, uh, they impregnated the goddess Thalassa and bore Aphrodite, who then was emerged from the sea foam and adopted by the Olympians, basically. To be a god. Yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then one thing I thought was interesting was that in the Roman era, 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 <laughs> era. in the Roman era, uh, Uranus was depicted as Aeon, the god of time, which yeah. is basically the same as Kronos, but he was usually depicted in the form of holding the zodiac wheel. Yeah. So all your zodiac signs, Uranus is in charge of those, which makes sense because he's the sky and he's sort of, yeah. you know, garnered where all of the time Relax. and wherever it went, and because he was seen as the god of time before Kronos was, it makes sense that he's in charge of all of the signs and all of that kind of yeah. astronomy-ish. Uh, yeah. Which he I wasn't a was nice really guy, though. No, was not a nice guy. Who locks their children in Tartarus just being born? Ah, uh, yeah. And so, the other thing that's mentioned in this little chat with Poseidon is that the Titan throne, or the tri- tri- the Titan... Triton? The Titan <laughs> sort of main point of existence where the gods have Olympus, the Titans have Mount Etna. And Mount Etna's a real mountain. Yeah. It's a volcano that is... Constantly in state of eruption. Yep. Still erupting. I wonder right why. Just erupted now. Just erupted now. Oh my god. You know what? Just erupted now. <laughs> so, uh, Etna is obviously the mountain that the giant Typhon is buried. Yeah. Under. Yeah. And. And Festus has forges. Yeah. So, the myth behind the Hephaestus forges is that when he was thrown off Olympus by Zeus, he landed on Mount Etna and made a crater so huge that he decided to use the crater as his new forge yeah. because it was a crater in a existing volcano. volcano. And that's and really convenient. <laughs> the reason that the volcano sparks is because of the forge. Yeah. That's the idea behind that. Which is cool. Yeah. And, and then Percy blows it up and you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> then the other myth surrounding Etna, which has to do with Typhon, is that... Typhon was bragging, he challenged Zeus, and then Zeus basically tied his hands and feet together and condemned him to support Italy or Sicily forever. And so that's where Mount Etna is at the moment. Uh, his feet would be... At the moment, you're planning a mover. <laughs> We're just going <laughs> to pick it up and just like throw it over there. <laughs> Sorry, his feet would be the cape, and then his right arm was tied to another cape, and then his left arm was another cape, <laughs> and then his head lied under uh, Mount Etna, and when the volcano rumbles and uh, throws off fire, it's actually just Typhon protesting. That's what you're hearing, it's just him yelling into the void. There's also right. another myth that has to do with uh, Mount Etna being basically one big cyclops, and so the hole in the top where you see all the red fire is the red eye of the cyclops, but I don't really know that myth all that well, and I didn't do much research into it, because it was the first time I'd come across it, and I was like, oh, I don't really know anything about that, so right, okay. I didn't go any further than that, but if you want to think that it's a big cyclops, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm going to think of it as Hephaestus Forge. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, and then, so, 
after they're sort of talking about how that happened and everything, Poseidon goes to say, and this is one of the most famous quotes from this book, is that the sea does not like to be restrained. Ooh. I hate that. Well, you can't because restrain the sea. It's kind of impossible. Well, in this moment, Poseidon is using it to personify both himself and his own actions as well as claim Percy as his own. And so he's saying he doesn't like to be restrained and so, oh, of course he was going to go off and break this oath because how can you restrain him? He doesn't like it. All of this and whatever. So basically his lack of control is how Percy was conceived. Which, right. yes. <laughs> but yeah, then because true. he's applying this also to Percy, Percy's so young that he takes this to heart and believes this for the rest of the series and uses this quote to justify every bad thing that he does. Because he's saying that the sea is at length of, of him... Yeah. And so every bad thing that he does, he goes, well, it's not me, it's my genes, because the sea doesn't like to be restrained. Uh, and I hate that, because Percy's not actually like that. No. He just thinks that he is because it's this one thing that his dad said to him one time that applies to Poseidon more than it does to Percy. Yeah. So I really don't like that. <laughs> Let's keep in mind, it was one of the first things. Like, Poseidon uses it like as the like reason, a... Yeah, the reason it stuck with him is because it's one of the first things. Yeah, one of the first things he's... First, ungrateful dad who doesn't want him ever said to him. Yeah, first semi-compliment Percy's ever heard from his father, sir, like, father. Yeah, or thinks it is a compliment anyway. Yeah, yeah, he perceives it as a compliment at the time, where it's really toxic. And so it's one of the things that plays into Percy's It's a toxic main... attitude. That's oh, like, yeah. That's like saying, like, that's the same sort of vibe when it's like, oh, she's wearing that skirt, she's asking for it, what do you expect me to do? And you're like, no! It's basically Percy thinking, oh, this is just in my nature. Which is why we get to the point of him being dark, unrestrainable Percy in a House of Hades. And then he steps away from it and goes, oh, that's not me. It is, but it isn't. Be like, I can be better. I don't know if I'm making any sense here. Kind of and kind of not. Yeah. It's a bit <laughs> difficult to explain, and there are a lot of people who have done a better job than me. Yeah. Like, such a better job. Can you plug them? No. Because no. <laughs> right now I cannot remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> But it's just something that, like, when I was reading it, and I knew it was coming, and I was just like, oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Fucking hate it. I completely forgot it was in here. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, also, you know. <laughs> so, but anyway. it does make sense, like, being reminded. I don't think I ever hear it. I hear it? I, I don't think I ever read it explicitly in that phrasing throughout the rest of the series. Well, we'll wait and see, won't we? I we, like. I don't remember reading it that way, but... I can't give you any specifics right but now. But hearing like, you point it out, yes... That is exactly his attitude throughout most of it. Yeah. Which, yes, again, is sort of like, sure, but he always feels remorse and all these, like, he always feels yeah. terrible after he's done these things, whereas mm -hmm. Poseidon's attitude is, well, that's what you get. <laughs> he's like, because on the sea, you can't restrain Poseidon's it. attitude for a lot of this series is, oh, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I'm thousands of years old, I'm <laughs> set in my ways. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your child support. <laughs> pretty much. So, and then uh, Poseidon starts talking about Sally, calls her a literal queen, and I just wrote, yes, giving Sally the respect that she deserves. Absolutely. But then in that same, like, paragraph, in that same notion of conversation, yeah. Poseidon starts acting the same way Chiron did at the very beginning of the book when Chiron said, best you not come back to school. Poseidon's doing the same thing here, where he's being like, um, I'm sorry you were born, um, I've given you this, and it's nothing but tragic, and 
that he says it was an unforgivable mistake on my part and then I won't bother you uh, and then he says don't misunderstand me whatever else you do know that you're mine you're a true son of the sea god but then basically tells him to fuck off yeah he goes look you're mine and you're like very special but like you shouldn't have been born and like I don't like that you've been born and it's my fault but like I don't like it Yep. And I just got the same vibes as Kyle in the beginning of the book, and I was like, it's like, no. trying to play the victim. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Exactly. Percy's the victim, but you, because you've said that, you now think that you are also the victim in this situation. Yeah. No, Poseidon. Pay your fucking child support. <laughs> Own up to your mistakes, yeah. but don't make Percy feel like shit. It's not his fault. Yeah. And then with that, he fucks off out of Olympus and goes back home to his mum's house. Exactly. To find his mum there, which we were like, oh, thank God, Sally's back. Because Hades was like, oh, well, you gave back my special hat, so I'll give your mum back. That's another thing. He was like, he was like, see, even the Lord of the Dead pays his debts. He's like, literally, I've never seen you pay a debt unless someone's been like, oi, do it. Whereas here's Hades, who's like, of course, this is the honourable thing. Yeah. I will do this. Yeah. Like, so much hate. So much <laughs> but we just get not going to go on another rant. An absolute asshole in Kate told me she cut out half my rant, and you know what? It's probably for good reason. But like, <laughs> well, half of it was you repeating yourself. So I love Hades. So we get back to so we get back to Sally and Percy's apartment, and Gabe, the asshole, is still there. Yep. And he's going on about, you know, forcing Sally to go back to work and demanding that she make him meatloaf for all his friends and whatever. Being an and then he says, wanker. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my goodness, how am I going to pay for all these damages? Whatever. You owe me, kid. And then Sally's going, well, no. And he's like, look. And he turns to Sally and turns it on her and says, it's bad enough that I had to give back your life insurance money. Excuse because you didn't actually die. So and like, on top of that... How dare you not die and I go broke again. What an asshole! And on top of that, after being missing for a month, she doesn't even get a day back in her house to calm down. He's like, nah. go to work. You go to work. Month's worth salary. While he's sitting on his fucking ass doing nothing. And on top of that, he's talking about throwing Percy out. And once again, he's being an abusive, horrible prick. And we yeah. talked about this in the first episode... His poker friend is like, hey, ease up on him, he's just a kid. Yep. And but he does nothing more. No. And so he's an he's uh, he's a bystander. By not stepping in, he's making the situation even worse because no one would want a witness. Yeah. <laughs> and two, he's not helping these people and he's not, you know, sticking up for them and he's not yep. he's got no morale. Yep. Morale? Morals. Yeah, morale. <laughs> he's just been an absolute asshole and basically kicking Percy out. And Sally's like, "Well, you can't do that. He's my child." Like, blah blah blah. And then so this they, is what you married into, Percy. Yeah. And then uh, she flinches when Gabe raises his hand, and then Percy goes, "Oh, you've been hitting my mom." Like it clicks with him. Like and it's already clear that he's yeah. been hitting Percy. Oh yeah. When his mom wasn't around, Gabe had been hitting Percy. But Percy but never, never yeah, put that together that he might have done also been doing the opposite. Yeah. I wonder if Sally did. If Sally put together that Percy was being injured. He, she probably did, yes. But, and that's why... Or well, maybe she was thinking the same thing, like, if I'm his punching bag, he won't hurt my child. Maybe. So, like, it could have been going both ways there. And on top of that, let's, he never out Because it was always, like, Percy was hiding his bruises and they were in places you couldn't see. Yeah. That kind of thing. 
And on top so, of like, that... So, it could make sense that they were both thinking that they were being the punching bag while the other one to, like, take the fall. Yeah. And take the brunt of it. And on top of that, they were, he would never out front hurt them in front of each other because yeah. both of them together are, you know, going to destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Percy alone. <laughs> Percy, like, Sally alone. <laughs> so, yeah, they sort of leave the room just, just to appease gaze and get into Percy's bedroom where there's crap everywhere, but there's the box with Medusa's head from it. Yeah. Return from Olympus, and then Percy gets the idea of, oh, I could do this. Yeah. And uh, he starts going on about, you know, what Poseidon said about Sally, and he goes just really quietly, like, he called you a queen like trying to convince her Aww. to like leave Gabe or whatever and then she blushes and I read oh that's so cute yep <laughs> because she's like oh my god I love him <laughs> I don't know why because he's an asshole yeah oh he was probably absolutely wonderful to her yeah which she deserves yes but it was only one of his he's a god he's got thousands of personas yes and then I wrote that like you know, let's after... be real Poseidon is better than others but that doesn't make oh, him marginally overall good yeah no. There's um, but then after wrong with him. Percy tells her that Poseidon called her a queen, uh, she goes, well, he offered to do this and this for me, but you know that that's not me and I couldn't accept that. And she has the greatest speech about, you know, her autonomy and her self-realization and her everything. I'm just being like, I could ne- you know, I could never accept that because I'm just, you know, I need this, this from the, from life and I need to have it myself and do it myself. It. And basically, oh. and then, so then from that speech, Percy realizes that he can't take the Medusa head and freeze Gabe. That has to be a decision that Sally makes. But then he also says that uh, he's not qualified to condemn a life to hell. But then he leaves it to Sally. So is Sally qualified? <laughs> hell yeah. She's she's the judge, is she? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know what his poker buddies thought after Gabe mysteriously disappeared off the face of the earth. And can we also just Oh, I just love how... in this scene everything that Percy wants for his mum. I just think it's really cute. Yeah. We also just, little side quick jab, appreciate that Medusa, once again, her history is being used for women's rights. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. You got it in there. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the end of chapter 21. Let's get straight into chapter oh, 22. he goes back to camp. Literally. <laughs> that could be our recap. I don't even have to read this if you don't want me to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He goes back he to goes camp. He goes back to camp, makes decision if he wants to stay there. Yep. In chapter 22, the prophecy comes true. <laughs> Percy spends the remainder of summer at camp. A shroud is burnt in his honour for his hard work on his quest, and the camp bead for the and year symbolises the quest too. Then, while making the decision to either live out the year with his mother or become a year-round camper, Percy follows Luke into the forest to chat. <laughs> Percy's then shocked <laughs> to find out that Luke is the real mastermind behind stealing the Master Bolt. Where? Luke then has a pit scorpion sting Percy in a last-ditch attempt to kill him before disappearing from camp. Percy makes it back to camp just moments before succumbing to his wounds. When he wakes up, it's time to go back home to live with his mother for the year. Yay! Yay. Spoiler! (laughs) Well, yeah. And, uh, so we start off this quest, start off the quest, start off this chapter with them returning to Half-Blood Hill, obviously. Yeah. And... It, literally, the first sentence of this chapter is, we were the first heroes to rele- to return alive to Half-Blood Hill since Luke. Aren't they the first I quest say, since Luke? <laughs> been out since Luke, so... Unless they're talking, like, satyrs. <laughs> I, I thought searches. that they were the first ones. I'm pretty sure that's what they said at the beginning of the book. My, yeah. I'm having a brain lapse, but... Yeah. I love we both picked up on it, because we were like, oh, <laughs> I think something's not right here. <laughs> 
And did Luke go by himself, or did he go with someone? <laughs> yeah, but then, sorry. Because <laughs> I said only Luke returns, so I was like, people... Oh, yeah, you can take up to three on a quest, so yeah. maybe... Or maybe oh, he was like, I'll do yikes. it myself. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Those two friends didn't return. So yeah, they sure start um, at the, you know, they bring big laurel wreaths to the feast and that was prepared in their honour. Just and having Annabeth's a big party. Annabeth's is beautiful and Percy tells her that it's beautiful. Yeah. But then I just love that Percy's was made by the Aries cabin because he has no... He has no children, has no siblings. And he's lucky he has no children. Shroud is literally just like smiley faces with X out eyes. Yeah. And then the words are written all over. Which is funny. And all I I hear in my head anytime I hear the word loser is just, call them mum and dad, you loser. Call them mum and dad, you loser. It's from friends. (laughs) And that's all I can think of anytime I hear that word. Sometimes I just hear hear that word. Loser. Ace Ventura, fantastic. Yeah. I also just love the little side comments where um, they were like, wow, Annabeth Shroud's so beautiful. And he's like, aw, shame you haven't been buried in it. And she was like, oh. Yeah. Very cute. Lovely little banter between the two of them. The bants. The banter. And so we learn that Robus got his searcher's license and he's yeah. basically leaving right then and there. Right, and they're like, yeah, he's like not sticking around till the end of the summer. And on top of that, they were like, yeah, and no Seder alive has ever come, like, no Seder has ever come back alive. And Percy's so, like, but I believe in you. And so Percy's, and, but their goodbye is so short. Yeah, it really is. And it was literally just like, I'm probably about to go die. See ya. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got this. <laughs> and, we, and then we learn that, uh, oh, oh sorry, can Sally we just take a side her. note? What? Sorry, take a side note. Oh. Is that, at where they were saying goodbye, the atmosphere, it was Percy and Annabeth sitting on a picnic blanket oh, together. Watching the fireworks. Watching the fireworks, probably having... Which is a yearly tradition, <laughs> let me just say. And uh, she was explaining, you know, all the past years and how she yep. celebrated and yep. how, you know, she's really enjoying his company. And I was like, oh, woo! <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, fantastic stuff. <laughs> and then uh, we learned that Sally's sold her poker player statue, which <laughs> fantastic. Poker player, we love that she's a literal gay. murderer. How brilliant is that? It's fantastic. But just like justified, 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 justified. Yeah, justified. Yeah. There's a special place in hell for <laughs> bullies and assholes yeah. and yeah, abusers. Yeah, yeah, we heard that from Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, as in the TV show. <laughs> And then we get Percy wondering what the rest of the lines of the prophecy mean. He's figured pretty much. Confused. He's pretty, figured pretty much every one of them out except uh, you shall be betrayed by the one who calls you a friend. He thinks it's Ares, but he you know goes on to say the line really bothered me still. And then it's sort of going on and on and on, and he doesn't know whether he should go home or not for the year to live with his mum and potentially put her in danger instead of staying at camp year-round where they would both be safe, but he would be without his mum again. Yeah. So he's sort of tossing that up. He is a mum's boy. I mean, for good reason. But, like, yeah. (laughs) Tossing it up, tossing it up. And then uh, he gets a note from Dionysus, which is... Oh, it's Mm. chef's kiss. It really is. Peter Johnson! Just (laughs) the slew of nicknames that we get from Dionysus is just... Honestly, oh, his best Jack. work. Doing his such best a good job. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you're an asshole, but love you. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things that I wanted to talk about is that uh, Dionysus says the cleaning harpies will begin work at sundown 
eating you in a horrible death if you don't vacate your cabin after having like told any, us that you would. Any camper left around, you're going to get eaten by a harpy. How fucking terrifying! I think harpies are quite cool. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. So, but they... Just, sorry, go, go back, just take a second. Getting eaten by a harpy! Fuck! You just come for a lovely summer camp and all of a sudden you're being devoured at the fucking end of summer because you missed the deadline. Because you missed days. the deadline to turn in your form. You the kids it. who mostly can't read. And have ADHD. <laughs> so they get super distracted. And so leave it all to the last minute. <laughs> As Percy does. Yeah, oh god. Anyway, I think harpies are really cool. They are obviously half bird, half human. Mostly bird, though. They have, like, a female figure, kind of. They said they look like like, fat kitchen workers, though. So, I mean in, like, actual Greek myth. What's it called? Touch-up ladies. (laughs) Touch-up ladies. My finger wings? (laughs) (laughs) Cafeteria ladies, sorry. So, they have, like, a, a female figure, but they're, like, bird-like, if that makes sense. So, like, uh-huh. covered in feathers, obviously. But, like... Except for, is it Ella? She's, she's more a human. Harpy. No. No? No. All I remember is they were, like, she has, like, a human face. Yeah, harpies have human faces. Okay. And Ignore so me. they're always women. They have human but, hands. Yeah, and so the reason that they depicted them as a female figure, so, like, breasts and everything, is because the Greeks made everything sexual. Everything. They're fucking dickheads. Yeah. Who are like, ooh, vases, let's give them a curve. The roles of harpies in Greek mythology were to be, like, kind of the servants, but kind of the, like, helpers for the Furies. So they would would take the... They would carry the evildoers to be punished by the Furies. Yeah, which Um, is cool. Yeah. Because they're more like chickens. One of the most famous myths. the Furies more like bats. (laughs) What? Oh, Furies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant the harpies were more like bats, and I was like, that is not what no, I just said they're to They're more like chickens. <laughs> just birds in general. I would like to think that each one is like a different kind of bird. Oh, that would be dodo? Cool. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so the most famous an myth ostrich an surrounding eagle. the harpies has to do with uh, King Phineas of Thrace, who's obviously mentioned in yes. Son of Neptune. Yes. Uh, so basically... I was a prick. Yeah. The myth is that Zeus gave uh, King Phineas the gift of prophecy. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, and then but then Phineas used it to uncover the secret plan of Zeus's. Yeah, whatever secret plan it was, and so Zeus got angry, obviously, because yeah. yeah. all his plans backfired. Yeah, he's a dickhead and doesn't think things through. And so then he blinded Phineas and put him on an island where there was a lot of food. But he couldn't eat anything because the harpies would steal his food before he could eat it, which is what we see in Son of Neptune happening when he has that weed whacker, which is yeah, a funny well, way the to, roles to change that. Yeah. In Son of Neptune. yeah, kind of. I mean, he's still trying to steal his food. He's just managed to keep them away with a weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and they're like so, starving. <laughs> yeah, and then like years, years, years later, Jason and the Argonauts uh, arrived at his island and managed to drive the harpies away, and then the harpies escaped to a cave in Crete while Phineas helped the Argonauts by uh, selling them, or telling them how to pass a bunch of rocks that their ship wasn't going to make it past. Yeah. Yeah. And so the harpies themselves are personifications of destructive winds, so it makes sense that they're birds, or like bird-like. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, they and so they're just fly. known to snatch people away, which is where the 
connotations for the books coming in. Which, another question is, um, where are the harpies kept when the campers are around? Because yes, that's, that is my question also. children. Yeah, so because, because they are known <laughs> to snatch people away and just take them from the earth, and any mysterious disappearance in Greek mythology was mostly attributed to harpies. <laughs> which is really funny. So we get our Percy sort of not knowing how to make this decision about where he should spend the year, and then he goes to train and finds Luke there with a new sword, and he goes, oh, that's a pretty cool sword, like, what's that? Yeah. And turns out it's Backbiter, and we get to learn a little bit about how it passes through mortals, and yeah. he's got, like, a weird gleam in his eye when he says, oh, it works on mortals too, and it starts to click with Percy a little bit, like, oh, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah because he was like, Kyra specifically want to said mortals are innocent. Yeah. Stupid, but innocent. Literally. I also had a note here that, because when Percy found Luke, he said that Luke was wearing his orange counsellor's shirt. Ooh. Is there a different shirt for the counsellors? Hell or, yes. Or is the main, do the normal campers not wear a shirt and it's only the counsellors that wear the, maybe the classic have, Camp Half-Blood orange shirt? Maybe the counsellors have, like, labelling on it. Like, maybe it has... But I just, like, pointed it out because I was like, I don't remember that ever being a thing. Maybe it has, like, counsellor cabin 11 or... Maybe. On, on and back. But like I thought, I just thought it was interesting because like when we, I mean we see in other books that when it was your shirts get torn or whatever, <laughs> Chiron makes you pay for a new one at the kiosk. <laughs> she makes you fucking pay for a new one at a summer camp for kids that have no money. And so <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. Break. Yeah. It's like we gotta fund the place somehow. <laughs> it's like everybody's you? helping. <laughs> Be like, you figured out labour in the strawberry fields would be enough. No. <laughs> Slave labour, yeah. Oh, just you terrible. know in our labour to kind of save humanity. No? Is that not enough? Fine so yeah, Percy's oh. starting to click with uh, Luke that Luke's you know, not right. Something's wrong here. Oh, we are going to talk about, though, just uh, how much, how long he was admiring, I mean, <laughs> critiquing Luke as he was sword fighting. Was so sweaty and he looked so rugged. <laughs> and there he's he just was. destroying all he of our shit. Attacking everything. God, he was just dripping. He's making that dummy his bitch. <laughs> all his muscles were defined by this wet t shirt <laughs> sticking to him. Alright, really? Wow, Percy! <laughs> like, wow, Percy, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, then Luke wants to get out of there and he's trying to persuade Percy to come with him. And Percy's like, mm, no, I don't think so. Something's think, off with you I today. I think Percy had like a half by panic attack. He was like <laughs> into a forest with you, with, with you right now. Really? He's like, uh, uh, I don't think so. But then Luke goes, uh, I'll give you a Coke. <laughs> Classic Percy. Seriously. A 12 year old persuaded by sugar and he's like, oh, yeah, true. But yeah, like, it's good. like, hey, kid, I've got candy in my van. And Percy fucking like, oh, really? Got candy? He's like, oh, oh caffeine. He's like, oh my god, a coke. <laughs> so Luke takes him into the woods and he starts telling him, you know, everything that happened. And Percy's standing in his own grave, basically in the pit Seriously? where the scorpion is. The scorpion's on his hand. I had to look up if a pit scorpion was different to like if it was an actual like Greek monster thing. Or is it just a scorpion? And I think what Rick's trying to get out here is it's just like a. Big, like, a pit scorpion is a thing. Mm. I think he's just trying to say that it's bigger than okay. most. It's like Because I couldn't find much about it in Greek mythology, but there is a little bit on the Ryodin wiki that's, yeah. like, the fandom wiki that anyone can touch, <laughs> and it just says that it's a deadly type of monster-like scorpion. Okay. So 
I'm guessing just a larger, because the picture was just of a scorpion. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's just a big scorpion. Um, and it's, like, the site also said that many... scorpion with brain. Yeah. It said that many were summoned from the underworld or Tartarus during the First Olympian War. Okay. And basically, the story itself explains the rest of what's monstrous about it, and, like, how it can jump 15 feet, and how it's uh, basically fatal to be stung by one. You have, like, 60 seconds, whatever. Yeah. It's a real bummer. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't really much else that it said about the pit scorpion, but like it's a real enough threat because Percy could die, but stings him and he will. So and it did sting him, but he didn't die because Kyra saved the day. Hooray for Kyra! So yeah, Luke's being really shady as he tells him his story, and then Percy's like, "Oh, you're the bad guy," and Luke's like, "Yeah, why did yes, it take I am. you so fucking long?" <laughs> yeah, dude, you're a bit slow. <laughs> And then I'm I had a little note here that uh, after, right as Luke is like about to disappear, or Percy's about to be stung and whatever, and Luke's like, I'm head out. It's, it's not really explained all that well in the book. Like, it's very vague. It just says he slashed his sword in an arc and disappeared in a ripple of darkness. And I was like, how the fuck did he do that? Is that like a type of shadow travel? Well, I had to look into the actual sword and the mythology behind the sword there yeah. is no mythology behind the sword again new this is just a royal wiki kind of research going on here okay and it just said on the site that backbiter is capable of slashing open a portal and i was like what yeah. and i was like is that because of what it's made from being two different steels and tempered in different things and it didn't really give me any information i think rick's just gone oh this is a cool power it has but then we never see it really do that again no Did we? I don't think that we do. Not like I think of or remember. Yeah, anyway. So then the, the scorpion stings him and he has to run out to camp and he's only just found in time and taken up to the infirmary and whatever. When he wakes up... Oh, I guess who's at his side? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's almost like we're coming full circle to the beginning yeah, of the book. Yeah, like a parallel. He was like, oh, man, it's like deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Percy's finally clicking on to, oh, this is the friend who betrays me. And that's the line of the prophecy. Cries in emo. <laughs> yeah, because Luke's siding with Kronos and whatever else because the gods never did anything for him and they gave him a scar that he could never go back on and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Nah, nah, nah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get into this in probably the last Olympian-ish, that sort of point in the pod. You won't like this. Basically, this war is Hades' fault. No! <laughs> you won't like this. We'll get into that when we get to that. It's both Hades' fault and Zeus's fault. Oh my god, with Zeus's fault. <laughs> but it's also Hades' fault. Why is it Hades' fault? It has to do with Hades and... Nico? Uh, no, not so much Nico, but Hades Nico? and Makestellan and... So Luke's mother mm-hmm. and the... Oh, oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it is his fault. <laughs> and, the, and the... Kind of, hey, look, what's mate! Name? What's the zombie's name? The, the, the... The... Pro- Delphi. The oracle, the spirit, oracle, the spirit of Delphi. Yeah. So it has to do with Hades and Mace Dillon and the oracle. Hey, that is basically. May was told not to do it. <laughs> basically, the catalyst for Luke becoming a bad guy started with Hades. So you won't like that. We'll get to that when we get to that. But yeah. Yes. No. Hades. That's did one ter- thing that Hades has done wrong. Hades did a terrible thing. And he never should have done that. Yeah, he never should have done. That. But May was told not to do it. Also. Yes. She was like explicitly warned, you will die. And she was like, there are terrible repercussions. No good can you come from this. <laughs> you, you will die. You will die. But yeah, so Percy's woken up in the infirmary and he starts telling them that it's all Luke's fault. And Annabeth 
straight away goes, how could that be? But then changes her mind straight away and goes, actually, no, I do believe that. He's never been the same since his quest. And I wanted to point this out because a lot of people online forget that she disagreed with Luke's opinions for the first few books. Mm. Most of them hop on the train that Annabeth was a Luke apologist and was like, no, he's a good guy, blah, 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 for the whole series, which is wrong. Yeah. It's completely wrong because it's not until, I think, Titan's Curse, when it's she's holding up the sky, that she starts, starts to change her mind. showing her that... He, that he's still in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's when he starts, you know, showing remorse and being like, I'm sorry, but it's like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to. Yeah. Or, he, like, it seems like he's being forced to. Then Annabeth's like, we have to save him. Yeah. He's such... He's a good yeah. guy. Whereas but straight away in this point, she changed... She's yeah. on Percy's side and she's like, nope, bad dude, not having it. And I'm like, yes, wanted to point that out for all of the Annabeth haters out there. And I'm like, no, she's got this, guys. She knows what she's fucking talking about. <laughs> I got this. I got this. <laughs> we don't know, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's that. And then Percy sort of gets out of bed. Annabeth tells him that she's taken his advice from when they were in the back of the humane animal transport and that she's going to go home to and try it again with her dad for the for the year. Yeah. And Percy's like, oh, proud of you. And so that sort of and he's like, pushes him. That seals the deal. He's like, oh, I'm not staying yeah. here without <laughs> Yeah, literally, that pushes him to go home to his mum. He's like, stuck with Clarice, Mr. D, yeah. and Kyra. No, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> After Annabeth's, you know, gone on the train of, we hate Luke, they sort yeah. of get up out of bed and Kyra get sort of leaves the bed. She tells <laughs> Percy that she's going home with her family. And then he says... Oh, we'll have to see if we can get a quest next year and or next summer. And she goes, Oh, it doesn't matter if we don't get one, we'll just go. And I just wrote Roman uh, I wrote a note that was like, Ooh. Rebecca Annabeth we Annabeth, we love her. Oh my god. Love she's willing to break the rules yeah. of Percy. Absolutely. I mean like, and without yes. Grover there too, like they're just it's just, just by the duo. these two right now. <laughs> Whoa. Grover's fucked off to wherever Internet. he needs to be. <laughs> yeah. But and yeah. then we get their cute little nicknames and then basically Percy decides to go home. And that's the end of the chapter and the end of, of the, the book. book. And the end of season one, basically. Season of one? That's the pod. Holy shit. Which is pretty exciting for us. We have that was managed to get this shit a donezo and we're getting right Dunzel into... Donzel Washington. Yeah, so next week we're going to head straight into Sea of Monsters. Joe, before we wrap up... Are we up, doing a bonus episode? Yes, we are. I was going to get into that in a second. Okay. But I was going to say, before we wrap up, do we want to do like a little what was your favourite overall moment it doesn't have to be from the book it could be anything we discussed over this season oh from podcasts best okay. best moment of the season for you what have, what have we got go lightning round go <laughs> number five <laughs> sorry that's from Brooklyn oh god I'm on the spot I didn't think about it <laughs> anything you learnt or anything okay learnt still super like oh was about the Minotaur Oh, with the bull leaping. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty and cool just, stuff. Just how many connections there were in that one little fact. Yeah. Like the flag, the maze, um, the history of Poseidon, the history in general with Greece. Yeah. And the fact that Percy copied that and doing it in mm-hmm. the actual city. I was just like totally flabbergasted. I was like, oh my god. Big throwback to episode two. <laughs> I thought about that for literally like a week. I was like, oh my god, bull Pretty cool. Pretty cool what? stuff. That's just, I was like, it's just never I think of it. I my so favourite thing about this season. So, that was something I learned. Oh, right, okay. It was really cool. 
you go with something that you learnt? Something that I learnt? I knew most of the stuff that was happening. Yeah, that's fine. What I mean is that this question wasn't helpful because you did all the research <laughs> for these episodes. So it really was just me who was learning things. Um let's see, what award have we got? I did learn other stuff, but that's the one that first came to mind. I can't think of the other. See, I didn't really learn all that much. Yeah. But I It's because you you were learn all this years ago. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. All of like <laughs> my favourite stories and myths. A lot of them happen in this book. Like, backstories. Yeah, so, yeah. like, the myth behind the Minotaur, I really like all that. That's, like, a fun yeah. story. The myth behind Persephone, also a fun story. Oh, <laughs> oh Persephone! <laughs> um, oh, like, I just, yeah, I think it's all pretty good. But the thing that I liked most about this book in particular is, especially rereading it, because I have not reread this book in probably five or six or seven years like it's yeah. been a long fucking time for me to have reread this book and I was just so impressed with like because Rick obviously didn't know if it was going to be a big success how many more books he was going to get from this because at this point he probably would have pitched for a long series yeah. but not necessarily known with a publisher because this was his like first middle grade books outside of doing sort of adult crime books like yeah. this was his first in this genre shot. He was this. Like, yeah 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 this is what I'm testing but out then he wasn't probably very sure about how successful it was going to be and so but I'm impressed with how much groundwork he's laid out for the next four books but it was still really entertaining yeah yeah and it has to be entertaining because you have to you know keep the keep the sort of attention span of a child while oh. you're while you're reading this, obviously, and while you're writing it, you have to be in that zone. And that comes from him being a middle school teacher and knowing what kids are expecting yeah. and how long that takes them to change their mind or move on to the next thing. So yeah. that's why yeah. the chapters are short, that's why all of that. But I was just very impressed with the amount of groundwork that's been laid for each character's arc in general, mm. the story arc in general, like people's motivations behind being a villain, even though it's all... I mean, it's, it made it a little bit easier for him because it's all laid in mythology and history repeating and all of that so half the work's been done for him but for kids who don't know the stories it works really well mm. and that's just something that I am super impressed with in this book and I'm just like loving falling in love back with this series again yeah. it's just been I mean not that I fell out of love but it's just like <laughs> just, maybe growing even more and I'm like yeah! you're just dusting it off oh Lord. my little fangirl heart is like yeah 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 I guess something I loved doing was literally yes just get to plug how much I love I just I love talking about I, I, I just like changing people's minds yeah we're not changing them but sort of just opening up other opportunities of ways of thinking about yeah. particular characters so yeah. yes he villainized um Medusa and I want people uh -huh. to see it from her point of view yeah like yeah. this is a man talking about a woman's prospects are uh, talking about <laughs> a woman's lifestyle yeah. and her problems when a man could never really understand them yes yeah, i'm yeah. not a man hater i'm just saying like dude it's really hard for people to like to relate to them like you can't because you've never experienced yeah it. anyway so i like talking about that because i like changing people's i like altering people's perspectives over yeah because so many times you have done that for me yeah and yeah, i've yeah. gone gotcha holy fuck like, so I... And the ones that stick with you are, like, your feminist ones, like your Medusa and... Yeah, your, and that's particularly because I am a feminist. Persephone and... You know. Yes. I was trying to think of a second one. <laughs> My brain was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Persephone, um, also love talking about her because, yeah, I just think she... So got... what I'm gathering is you just like the changing of the winners write the history. 
yes. you like going because I not just, necessarily playing devil's advocate, but going no. this is kind of probably what more like happened. Yeah, because it just it also made me think of when the Spaniards um, fought the Aztecs, and it was yeah. like because the Spaniards won, they controlled how they wrote the history. Yeah, absolutely. And it was some of it, of course, was had to be correct because um, well, they're opposite. Yeah, that's literally just made me think of the episode of Friends where they're thinking about. Or they're debating whether they would win the lottery, and then Chandler goes, "Well, we own the newspapers; we can print whatever we want." Yeah, literally, and that's just, exactly what history is. All of it. it it's is. a fantastic line that encapsulates everything. Yeah, about yeah. this series and about women in history and mm-hmm. everything. It's just great. Yeah, there's a few truths and a lot. It's too of bad lies. that a man said it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's a few truths and a lot of lies, and so yes, the whole point of um, yeah. the Spaniards wrote how they won a war against the Aztecs, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, you. You see pictures and stuff of people creating art about, or like the Spaniards created um, magnificent art pieces of how yep. they were destroying the weaklings that were the Aztecs. No, the Aztecs were quite a mighty people. Yes. It's just that, yes, they were defeated by the Spaniards who were further along in technology. Whatever. Yeah, more that's advanced. The point. Yes, I just want to bring more of a shine of reality to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Into this world of <laughs> monsters and <laughs> magical powers. Okay, but let me make it realistic, guys. <laughs> the characteristics and the morals are still yeah. standing, and so I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just have to point them out. It's just like changing people's, well, not changing, but sort of, you know, adjusting people's views uh-huh. on Persephone, uh-huh. on Hades, on uh-huh. Medusa, on Zeus. Poseidon, all yeah. of it. I just want you to see it from all angles before you make your overall judgment. Because there's been so many times where I've been ignorant. Oh yeah, and I've had to be. Every, yeah, everyone. Everyone has to, has to go course. back and change. And igno- I, I, I would not be surprised if something that we've said here doesn't age well. Yes, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, because <laughs> apologizing in advance, guys. <laughs> this is my apology video. <laughs> for the, for the changing times. We're apologizing, but like, yeah. yeah this is relevant to us as it stands and I, right here in 2021. I just don't want anyone to think that, um, I don't want anyone to mistake my ignorance for arrogance. It's, oh, yeah, It's yeah, not yeah. that, it's just that, um... Or a lack of will to change or want no, to change. No, I am very willing to change if you t- if you ask oh, me. Oh, yeah. If you show me a light in a different way, don't force it down my throat, mm-hmm. but if you show me a light in a different way, then I will take into consideration that I will process it and I will make it, and I would like to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. So yes, that has been my favourite thing about doing this podcast. That is a sick way of putting it. Hell, it's long-winded, yeah. but sick. And, that's about <laughs> <laughs> My favourite thing about this pod is my OTP. <laughs> you probably can't handle it. It's just so amazing. Well, that's another thing that's been set up really well here. I fully agree with you on this. that, too. Oh, that yeah. My little fangirl heart is like, oh my god! I'm just like, I've got my jazz hands on, yeah. like, fluttery. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I've really, yeah, enjoyed this season. And this season is technically going to continue with another... We have, like, a bonus mini episode coming as well. And, I mean, you'll just have to listen to the next episode. Is it going to be a crossover? No. Okay. I mean, the next... It's just the next episode that will appear, that we'll publish. But it's it's going to be really fun, and it's something that I've read, but that I think not a lot of... Percy Jackson fans even know about because I Joe didn't know about it, oh. and so I'm going to blow her mind in the next episode. I'm so very you guys excited. should listen on, obviously, if you want to hear it's on the next episode. Um, if you want to, we're going to wrap up this episode because I really need to go to the bathroom. 
That's the only I'm reason. I'm spinning in my chair, guys. I'm literally like, hold it, hold it. She's still talking. Hold it. Sorry, I had to talk. I know. That's why I was letting you talk and I wasn't saying anything because I was like, oh. I feel like if you interrupt me, it'll just take longer. <laughs> literally. So if you want to follow us on the gram, we are at Woo. Damn Snack Bar Pod. And special announcement, we have an email. We are Finally, damn. We can take down the in prog working in progress sign and just plug it. The we'll be right back sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You so our email help. is damnsnackbarpod at outlook.com and you can email us about anything you want. Anything you want. We'll probably do them if we get enough, we'll get it we'll do a mailbag episode. If Complaints not, we'll just read the email at the end of our Yeah, absolutely. Queries of our episode. All of it. We're Fantastic. very keen. Fuck, sorry. We're if you want to leave us a review on say. Apple Podcasts or anywhere you'll listen to your podcast either, that would be really cool. We always love to hear your guys' feedback about how we're doing, yeah. what we're addressing, if there's anything that is not working for you that we could maybe tweak. It could be as simple as it could be as simple as turn up the volume and we'll be. Oh like, yeah, okay. and we'll you know we'll work. <laughs> I already know that I have listened back to the first few of our episodes and the quality is. Not great. So I've obviously been working to There's experiments fix that you have now. to do. To get, oh, absolutely. You have to get yeah. the right volume working on whatever you're recording on, and then how you're editing it to be layered the right way. Yeah. It's very technical, and it's as much a learning curve for me as it is for you guys listening, because I'm the one who edits these podcasts. Yes. Kate so. is the sole provider. <laughs> sole provider. <laughs> the breadwinner. Breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. That's basically what we can plug for the actual pod. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Katie Mac. That's K-A-T-I-E-M-A-C-double-K. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or Tumblr, I am at FishJesus. That's F-I-S-H-J-E-Z-U-S. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't have Twitter or the other stuff. Um, I just have Instagram. <laughs> don't expect a lot from me, but like you can if you want, just for chats. I am Joey McD33. That's J-O-E-Y dot M-C-D-3-3. And feel free to, you know, DM, chat, whatever you want. Absolutely. Because I and don't do much else. <laughs> every week when a new episode is released, we've got a little banner that says the name, the title mashup of our episode. Feel free to comment below that one on what you think the next title mashup is going to be. So the yeah. next full episode that we're doing is chapters one to three of Sea of Monsters for season two. And Ooh, we would so love excited. to see you guys there. So come and comment what you think our mashup is going to be for those three chapters because we're having so much fun with it. And we will see you next week. Yes! Okay, see bye you guys. Bye! Thank you for visiting the damn snack bar. Hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll see you next week for the new specials. Cheers!